right. It's it's definitely going to be Killer Al though. That that's that's a done deal. Are you recording this on purpose? This is like the, the record. Like the record show. You, you can't give yourself a nickname. It's stupid. <laughs> I didn't give it to myself. The dudes at work came up with it. No, they didn't. 100%. Well, I see no witnesses to this. But there's your name. Dangerous Dave and Killer Al. You can even have top billing. <sighs> it's lame. Killer Al. <laughs> since, since it was your idea. You get top billing. Just try it on. Anyway, like I said, see opinionated. <laughs> You're very opinionated. I'm very opinionated. You say opinionated, but I think it's just more argumentative. Mr. Contrary. Well, I might be argumentative, but you're opinionated, so, you know, that works. But I'm also usually right. No, negative. (laughs) Especially when it comes to hamburgers, definitely not. Uh, We had to add another place to the burger burger restaurant list today. We went to Two Smoking Barrels down on Flinders Street. Yeah, right. Any good? Excellent. (laughs) Had a deep fried chicken burger. Gross. It was excellent. How, how are you not dead yet? I deliberately didn't have any other burgers this week. Oh, this week? <laughs> this is my only burger. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. you got to get to a point where you change the name of this town from Wollongong to Burger Town. Yeah, well, there's enough places that you can buy burgers from that you probably could. <laughs> it's definitely got a lot of burger places. I'll I tell you what new story got me rolled up today, but... I know you're passionate about your burgers. Not really. <laughs> this fucking Muppet, Israel Folau. Have you seen what he's oh, up to yeah. now? He wants three million from public public donations or he's, something. That's crowdfunding. What a spastic. His next legal action against Australian rugby. I think the church should fund it. Well, the Catholic church has got enough coin to go around. Is he? He's not Catholic, but he's... Oh, I don't care. He's a Bible budget. Mormon. I'm pretty sure... Not, not Mormon. Mental. Because it's he did the missionary stuff, right? I don't know. You'd have to ask his wife. Oh, <laughs> straight to the gutter. <laughs> well, at least he's not going to hell for it. Well, you know. Well, I don't know. Is crowdsourcing something the Bible approves? Well, as of this afternoon, he had like three hundred grand already. Oh my god, mental cases. I wouldn't give him a cent. Well, it's a lost cause. There's oh. no. There's no way he's going to win. With God behind him, who knows? Well, where's it gotten him so far? <laughs> well, you know why most people are angry, though. It's like, why is he asking for three million dollars cash? He's got the money in his pocket, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole thing's ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous he's asking for the money because he's got it. It's ridiculous that he's arguing the fact that he broke his own contract. That's it. He he dared them to sack him. They called the bluff. Now no. he's butthurt about it. Yeah. Well. Maybe he's not butthurt, because, you know, he doesn't like that sort of thing. Well, <laughs> neither do all gay men either. Yeah, that's right. You've got your tops and your bottoms. Some some dudes don't like it at all, either way. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't usually get into details with people about their sexual activities. That's not true. Isn't it? I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think I can remember ever having a conversation with someone about exactly what happened in their bedroom. We're recording right now. You want to go down this lane? Yeah. What about people who like... <laughs> you, know, you know people can't see... I'm giving you I'm giving you another chance, Israel Folau, to back out of this gracefully. Fisting? <laughs> Fisting. Is that what, you're, what are you getting at? 
we'll have to chop that. I don't think so. You can't talk about fisting in your first five minutes of your first podcast. <laughs> I definitely can. What, what happens if your mum listens to this? Mm. Yeah, but no, that, I didn't ask. I told you. There's a, there's a difference. I sure as hell didn't ask. No, no, but <laughs> what I'm saying is I don't go asking people what they get up to. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. That would just be rude. I assume so. Rude or interested. Here's, here's the thing about a dude like that, right? Obviously, he was code switching, chasing the cash. If you go into hardcore sort of Christian beliefs, you know, that pursuit of wealth, that's a no-no. You're not supposed to be doing that. Yeah, so, well, isn't there some sort of thing about uh, false idols and all that sort of stuff? Isn't he basically worshipping money by doing so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old... Um, it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to buy his way into heaven. That's the Bible. Is it? So for someone to... Is that s- First Testament or whatever they call it? Or new, old or new? Couldn't say. Couldn't say. <laughs> there's, a, there's a story as well of um, Jesus goes into a temple and dudes are set up like a like a market in there. Dudes are flogging stuff. Starts flipping tables. Just boom. Get the fuck out. Who did, who did this? Jesus. Allegedly. Do you agree with the principle, though, that people can choose to be or not be offended by something? I think it's fair enough that you can choose to be offended, but you can't... I don't believe that you should turn around and have a go at the person that may have said something that offended you, because it's up to you to be offended. This is almost going back to Israel Folau, right? He said he thinks he's been taught that Gay people go to hell, right? See, this is the thing. I'm not offended by what he said. I don't believe what he said is the right thing. And I definitely don't agree with it. Not offended, because it's his beliefs. Some people should keep their beliefs to themselves. Is and, is it a, a different story when someone's a public figure like that? Does that's that what change? I'm saying. He should have kept it to himself because he's a public figure. In a private conversation, fill your boots, do what you like. It's a private conversation. But yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer of if, if you're offended by something... The whole thing goes, you've taken offence. I haven't given you offence, you've taken it. I, th- I think our old mate Ricky Gervais summed it up the best. You have the right to be offended, but it ain't my problem. No, exactly, it ain't my problem. <laughs> so, but the same. Probably, probably a good thing to say now, if anybody's offended by this podcast, <laughs> ain't my problem. Well, turn that shit off. Yeah, turn it off. Don't you turn it off. Choice. Don't turn it off. Tune in. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry. Well, Alan, sorry, I'm not. <laughs> because I, I think what people arguing for free speech often misunderstand as well is doesn't mean you can say whatever you want and get away with it either. The reality is some shit's going to have a consequence. You say some outrageous, horrendous, offensive stuff, it might catch up to you. You might lose your job. It's you lucky, lucky I own my own business, then, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it helps. But, you know, if you're a, working the checkout at Coles and you start slagging off the people coming through, saying, you know, you sure you want to buy those biscuits fatty or something? Yeah, well... You're going you're gonna to lose your job. That's right. But that's what I'm saying. In, in the privacy of your own home, say what you like. But when you're going to start tweeting it out or whatever you're going to do, make, you know, and you've got millions of followers or whatever the case might be. Five. One for Zero. I've got one. One follower. Hey, follow me at... <laughs> Danger, Dave. He's plugging the socials. He's plugging the socials. He knows how this shit works. Yep. (laughs) 
Yeah, anyway, that's my opinion for what it's worth. <laughs> so I think that counts as the disclaimer then. Sorry, sorry for any offence may or may not be caused. Alan, Alan, sorry for any offence that may or may not be caused. If you're offended, take it up with someone who cares. Maybe Alan. <laughs> now, we, we have chatted a little bit about that first topic and something that is truly offensive. People spoiling sports results. Yeah, so that is... that I do take... Well, I'm not going to contradict myself here. I don't take offence <laughs> to it, but it pisses me off. It's really interesting. We're in such a spoiler-sensitive culture now. You know, Game of Thrones finale, Avenger Endgame, all this sort of stuff. Anytime someone writes an article online, spoiler warning. Yep, spoiler alert. You, you watch the video, spoiler warning ahead. All, all this kind of sensitivity. For all of that stuff, yeah, there's an argument to be said. If knowing the twist of a movie ruins it, probably wasn't a good movie. No. I mean, wasn't there a dude that spoiled the movie for someone when he walked out of Avengers Endgame? Walked out, gave away the ending, so some dude beat the shit out of him at the cinema. That was on the news a while, a little while back. My problem with that is, what kind of mouth breeder couldn't figure out what the fuck was going to happen in Endgame? Like, it's pretty obvious what was going to happen. Yeah, I know, but, you know, you just... You Avengers pull some dollars. bullshit and save the day. True. <laughs> I th- the big, the big reason- spoiler, spoiler warning. If you yeah. haven't seen Endgame, yeah. it's made three billion dollars. <laughs> maybe Israel should go and ask them for some money, or yeah. maybe he doesn't believe in the in the whole women can be superheroes too. That's it. Anyway, if I'm not going there. If there's one repressive view. There could be more to come. True. How have you not turned your fucking phone off? Because I'm an ignorant motherfucker. <laughs> phone ringing. I'm sure we're gonna edit a lot of this crap. I don't even know how to. Well. Guess we're gonna have to figure that one out. Otherwise, computers. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason this was all brought up about about the people ruining results was well, there's a hap- there's a difference with sports, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's happened to Alan. It's happened to me. Alan, you can tell your story, and then I'll tell mine, and then we can discuss. And I think it's it's worth acknowledging why it makes a difference because watching sport live is always a bit different from from the replay, the delay. Oh look, I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to agree with that. Sometimes I do. I, obviously, living in Australia, a lot of sports, especially the sports that Alan and I like watching. Alan likes watching Formula One and MotoGP. So do I. So a lot of it's in Europe. So, you know, sometimes you just got to record it because it's at stupid times. We both got families. It's just you know, hmm. not able to be watched. I watch a lot of soccer as well. So I'm a Premier League fan. So I've got to get up at silly o'clock to watch. Some sometimes I can't do that. So. You know, I, I don't mind watching it um, recorded. Um, I just try and avoid any sort of um, social media or anything like that. Sometimes it's a bit difficult and it gets ruined for you. But when you've actively managed to avoid everything and then... Yes, that's as close as you get to watching it live. Yeah, so... That's you, right. You, you, you're ex- especially when it's something you're really passionate about. So in, in Alan's case... <sighs> where, do, where do you even begin on this story? <laughs> The, the incident in question was Casey Stoner winning his first MotoGP championship, which he did at Phillip Island here in Australia. So, for whatever reason, I can't even remember why I didn't catch the race live. Probably doing some other shit. Yep. Get a text message from a dude I know, an acquaintance. I thought he rang you. Mm, it might have even been like an instant message on the fucking computer. A messenger or something back in the day. Some bullshit like that. Yep. And I, not even... Uh, I don't think I'd ever chatted to this dude online 
before or not for a long time anyway and boop up it pops not even just hi alan how's it going it's like oh good news about stoner's championship hadn't seen the race hadn't heard the news boom straight up in your face there you go buddy yep so I had a similar incident not that long ago. I'm not finished. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Alan's pretty dirty about this, and he has been, because it's been... How long has it been since Stone, Casey Stone won? I don't know. He's an old retired man now, so... so it's a long time, and Alan's still dirty about it, so... He's, no, it is a long time, too. Yeah. It must be like 12 or 13 years. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> carry on with your story. I think the extra context, the extra flavour to this story is... This guy was basically human Eeyore. Like he was the sad sackest dude in the world. And for good or worse, that's just who he was. So it was almost, he became like an, he was actively spreading his misery. I don't know how else you'd explain it. No, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, this is the type of bloke he was. He was such a downer. I used to have barbecues at my house and I'd, go out of my way to not invite him <laughs> because he was such a downer and then someone would tell him that they're going to a barbecue at my <laughs> place the beans. so he would ring me and just go oh what are you up to today <laughs> oh man and you're like I'm not one to lie to people so I'm like I'm having a barbecue oh can I come and you're just like oh seriously and it, there was one time he turned up on my house and this was quite hilarious turns up plastic bag plastic carry bag with a six pack of beer in it and dropped it and it literally landed flat on the concrete and smashed every single bottle and he just like stood there and like what do you, what do, you do he's, he's always the type of person that turns up with shit beer and drinks all your good beer as well so you know so part two of his plan was still on well it wasn't in that type because I'm like oh there's a bottle at the end of my street off you go get yourself some more beer chug on yeah so um, but just, yeah I think it was just that general social awkwardness I don't know if that's kind of the excuse he'd put on it for just not realising what a what a dumbass message that was to send. And like I get it as well, like that's that's a pretty cool moment and I can understand why dudes would get pumped up and in that heat of the moment they're just not thinking about it and they just pull the trigger and send that message and boom. Spoiled result. I'm still trying to look up when he won this championship. It's uh Oh, MotoGP champ, 2007, so it was like... 12 years. 12 years ago. Yeah, that's what so, I said. Anyway, have you, have you rant over? I feel a lot better, Dave. <laughs> so, my little incident happened not that long ago. It was the this year's 2019's UEFA Championship semi-final. Uh, the first, no, second game of the Barcelona-Liverpool game. I'm a massive Liverpool fan. Recorded the game... And um, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, they obviously won. This is months ago. Yeah, I know. But anyway, I'm just, you know, keeping <laughs> Trying up. Trying to be courteous. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in bed. Um, get a message, a message come through on um, on Messenger. Is it Messenger? What's it called now? I don't know. On the, on the face balls. On the face balls. Uh, message comes straight through. How good was Liverpool's win today? Bang. Straight Boom, up. ruined. And I'm like, I'm mental for Liverpool. Like, I usually get up at two o'clock in the morning to watch the games. And this instance, I didn't. I thought, you know, what, I'm going to get up later. I'm going to enjoy it and enjoy the whole day. Completely ruined. <laughs> Completely ruined. And but when I told the bloke, it was there was like, ah, uh, you know, I, th- I think he was sorry, but I don't think he got how much it ruined it for me. 
So, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's, it's very difficult. It, it didn't completely ruin the game because the game was an awesome game, but I do wonder how much more I would have enjoyed it if I didn't know that they won. Well, I mean, it was a soccer match where more than one goal was scored, so you're already in for a treat. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> if anybody watched that game, they know how good it was. Like, you know, they needed to score four against Barcelona and Barcelona score nothing and they managed to score four. Yeah. It's like the one of the biggest comebacks in UEFA Championship history. So, and, and I think once again, you maybe give the dude a break because they're so pumped up about such an amazing result. So again, pull the trigger without really thinking about it. But I mean, had you ever spoken to this dude about football before? Uh, he knew I was a Liverpool fan. Uh, I didn't even know that he watched football at all. So yeah, uh, I, you know, there's been a couple of occasions he's seen me in my in a Wanderers shirt or a Liverpool shirt, and we said, "Oh, you know, different different football shirt again." Never mentioned the fact that he was a yeah. Liverpool fan, so I don't know. So I do wonder why he was watching it, or if he's just bandwagon jumped. Not sure. Yeah, but I mean, that's 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 what I'm getting at is if you guys had a chat about football every weekend, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the thing. I've never spoken to him about football. Really Boom! Just all. out of nowhere. Yeah. I'd ride motorbikes with the dude, like, <laughs> and that's all I've really ever talked to him about is motorbikes. Oh man! So do we make an assumption that it's it's perhaps something that's more likely to happen if someone's not necessarily a dedicated fan themselves, like they don't quite get what's at stake? Oh, that's, it's not acceptable. Yeah. End of, in my opinion. <laughs> so written off the friendship no no <laughs> no not no but I, I'll be honest I haven't really spoken to the dude since um, mm. but not because of that it's just he's gone away and I just you know circumstances are what they are. I still intend on and having you know talking to the guy so yeah. right. you're a forgiving person uh, I'm going to forgive him that once but if he ever does it again dead to me that's it I think the best you can get out of that is a teaching moment and explain why that was messed up thing to do yeah I think he got it because I kind of I kind of told him on a few messages like you ruined it in fact I'm pretty sure that's what I said you ruined it crying emoji yeah something like that and he goes oh it's a good game and I'm like yeah I wish I could have enjoyed it I think that was one of the things I said to him so I think he might have got it (laughs) so it's something of a commitment as well to avoid the results until you can watch something that you've recorded or going to watch on replay yeah I mean it is for me because you know habits habits for me uh, get up in the morning you know you check I check my work emails um, I jump on Facebook quickly and you know all that sort of stuff well you can't do Facebook so don't do Facebook and I usually read the news can't read the news exactly so I'm out so I don't even look at my emails I don't do anything because I, I do get emails from Liverpool right because I'm just on the mailing list so there's they, a chance I could have got an email going, we're in the final, you know, that sort of... But they wouldn't send that straight away. Like, they usually wait. I'm not risking it. <laughs> so when all those plans, well-laid plans get get screwed up by this random message... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it was worse because I didn't even have a chance to get up and avoid everything. It was just, boom, message. And it woke me up. Oh, God. So I thought, oh, emergency, what's this about? Oh, Who's God. messaging me this time of night? <laughs> Boom, ruined. Oh, man, that's... And then I couldn't get back to sleep because I was furious. I was just like, oh, it, it was oh. fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty bad. So, yeah. So, yeah, you invest all that 
so that you can still try and enjoy it to the maximum because mm. there's definitely been times where I've accidentally seen the result of say an F1 race oh look it's happened to me a few times and like an F1 race is pretty much a two hour chunk it's like alright at this stage I'm going to watch highlights yeah I usually just watch it on like fast forward and if anything cool happens I'll yeah. slow it back down <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> when it's been ruined like that. So I mean, I think with MotoGP you can you can still watch it because then it goes for like forty minutes or so. But Formula One, a soccer game, football game, whatever you want to call it, it just yeah, where it's a, more of a it's a big commitment to watch anyway. That's it's a it. big chunk of your day to watch it. You, it's more of a protracted arm wrestle. Yeah, where um, MotoGP's short and sweet, which it's worth sort of maybe having a chat about MotoGP, man. That shit's been on fire this season. Uh, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a great deal. You of have it. been missing out. I, I watch, I've been watching the races, but I don't think I've been watching the qualifying that much. I mean, I watched the last race, Jorge Lorenzo. What an idiot. <laughs> Do you remember when um, Danny, uh, Danny Pedrosa took out Nicky Hayden when they were both riding for HRC? Nah, don't, it must have been a while ago. Don't remember it. Yeah, I mean, that's just like 2007. Yeah, I just don't, don't remember it. Sorry, it was the other way around. Pedrosa took out Hayden. Was that what that's I said? What, that's what. Yeah, that's yeah. what you said. There was a great meme which was a show of that incident, and it's like Repsol, you know, Spanish for teamwork. And I can't help but feel like the same sentiment would apply here, except it was the exact opposite. Yeah, I mean, he did his teammate a favour by just ploughing out the other three people in the top four of the championship. I've never seen a crash like that. It just took out so many. It's top a, class riders I think somebody summed it up well when they said it was a rookie mistake <laughs> yeah which shouldn't be happening with no, somebody no who's excuse. an ex-world champ so and look everything you hear from me about Lorenzo don't take it lightly because we're sitting here in my lounge room and in my display cabinet <laughs> there is a Jorge Lorenzo helmet so I, I you know I am and was a big fan but what he did was dumb end of his career oh dude I, Marquez has a new teammate next year. I don't think it would be the end of his career. <laughs> I think his career ended a while back. Oh. I'm thinking um, freaking Jack Miller could follow the same trajectory as young Casey Stoner. Jump into HRC and start taking titles. Nah, he's Ducati all the way, man. Man, at least the Ducatis are fast. True. Well, Hondas are pretty quick this year too. It's the Yamaha that's dog shit. The thing that's been remarkable this season is it feels like you're seeing more Moto3, Moto2 style shit happening in MotoGP races. Yeah. Like, duking it out, like, four dudes at the top with, like, two seconds covering them. But I wonder if that's because um, Mark Marquez is just that much quicker than everyone else. Everyone, all the other riders have just got to ride like absolute maniacs to keep up with him. Like yeah. They're going beyond what they're comfortable doing, so they're just starting to make more mistakes. I think that's true to a degree. Whether it's actually just the field itself is a bit younger now, it seems like that pipeline is putting riders into the top top class sooner. Mm. And I think part of that is kind of a Marquez effect anyway, because he came in relatively quickly, relatively young, and proved that he could dominate. So it's kind of the same trend you've seen with F1 drivers, right? Putting teenagers into these things. Ah, uh, yeah. Just rolling the dice to see if they get the next Verstappen or whoever or the next Hamilton. 
the next whiny little bitch. <laughs> whiny bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, don't get me started, man. I, I think Hamilton's a whiny little bitch. You think it's his fault that Patel got penalised at Montreal? Oh, this is controversial. No matter which way you look at it, everyone's got a different opinion. <laughs> I, I mean, I was watching the practice Formula One for the French GP earlier on, and even the commentators are arguing about, you know, what was the right thing to have done and all the rest of it. Uh, yeah. I think it's been interesting that a lot of the ex-drivers are saying that it was a bullshit penalty, but I think... The only reason they say that is because it altered the result of the race and not just a result like the lead. Now, a lot of them have come up with compelling arguments about, you know, Hamilton could see what was happening. I mean, he was taking a few liberties and going a bit like thinking that he's going to be able to duck around the outside of him in an incident like that where there's no room. You know, he really should have backed off as well. So was he, was really, if Verstappen was coming back onto the track dangerously wasn't Lewis Hamilton also doing something dangerous by trying to basically go where his car was aiming towards Verstappen's car was aiming towards in the first place Verstappen Vettel Vettel Verstappen all of these (laughs) but Lewis Hamilton knows the regulations he knows that a driver needs to re-enter the track safely if you're crashing man how can you how can you say that you are entering Safely or not safely, he was he was saving the car from a crash. That's as safe as you can get from, like in my argument, I think he did it as safely as he possibly could because if he was doing it unsafely, he could have just crashed into Hamilton or smashed into the wall and taken them both out. I'd believe that, like that's entirely plausible, but Vettel himself contradicted that position on the track on the radio by saying he was just trying to defend the position. Yeah, but maybe he was saying he was trying to defend a position and that's why he lost control of the car and it went into the grass. Mm. I mean, things can be taken out of context because the timing, those <laughs> things are usually delayed anyway coming through on the screen. Well, that's a good point because the guys that made the decision he levied that five-second penalty, the stewards had access to all the telemetry, extra camera angles. They had more information than us chumps in the living room have. Apparently, they weren't even allowed to dispute, like, make an appeal for this in the first place. Well, apparently they are, because one of the dudes at Ferrari used to be one of the stewards, and he's gone through the rule book, and now they're appealing the fact that they had to make a decision in the first place. That's how they go about appealing it, and they've got new evidence to prove that they shouldn't have had to make a decision. So this is the amusing thing as well, is that for all those Schumacher years, the amount of favourable decisions let's say that Ferrari got from the FIA like a litany of these sort of decisions going their way yeah the second something like this goes against them and pulling out the rule book having a sook uh, I don't know man <laughs> I, 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 I think I wouldn't side with Hamilton anyway because I just don't like him uh, okay so it's getting personal it, yeah but <laughs> but I, I still don't think like I'm not a Vettel fan, you know that. But I don't think he did the wrong thing here, in my opinion. And opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one. <laughs> Look, I think the other really big factor as well is that we've had a season where Mercedes has won every race. So I can understand people seeing them literally gifted another win. Yep. 
to continue steamrolling everyone else. Mm. I can see how that would sort of grate on people as well. Yeah, because it's, it's, I'll be honest, it's starting to get boring. Just seeing the same people win over and over again. You, you've seen F1 before, right? Yeah, it's boring. Pretty much. I, I'll be honest <laughs> with you, I watch it in the hope of carnage. It's basically a, a political soap opera interrupted every couple of weeks by 90 minutes of racing. Yeah. That's that's what F1 is. Yeah, and that and millionaires trying to show each other how big their dicks are. Want to be millionaires like the uh, the the rich energy drink people sponsoring house. Apparently that house of cards is tumbling down. Really? They got sued by a push bike company for stealing their logo. <laughs> so they've produced... Is this the Canadian dude? British. Oh, it must be a different thing I was thinking of. I was think, I'm thinking of the ones that took over Force India. Oh, yeah. Um, Lance's, Lance Stroll's daddy. Yeah. Yeah, so... These guys apparently produce millions of cans with this logo on it that they're not allowed to use anymore. Sucks to be them. <laughs> Doesn't exactly scream uh, competent, wealthy company. No. It wouldn't be F1 without a few dodgy sponsors, right? No. I mean, there's probably a lot of underhanded shit going on. In anything anything with lots of money in it, underhanded shit's going on. Guaranteed. Yeah, there's always some dodgy dudes. I mean, that was Bernie Ecclestone for like 20 years, right? Running the show. Uh, uh, <laughs> don't get me started, man. That bloke, just creepy bastard, always with a young <laughs> model on his shoulder, and he's an old little goblin-looking dude. And he's always got some hot twenty-year-old. Yeah, it's it's interesting though. Like, understand what you mean about F one being boring. Yeah, you know, when results are, seems like a foregone conclusion, like it's going to be a predictable result. You kind of just, you know, desperate for something to break that deadlock whether it happens through rule changes or regulations or you could have yourself you know a 2009 scenario where a team like Braun just appears out of nowhere and comes up with a clever bit of engineering that means they can dominate the championship mm. you know people like to see the uh, the underdog get on top right yeah I don't know I'm, I, some people do I don't, I don't think everyone does the underdog stories, it's great and all, but, you know. <laughs> you don't get an extra thrill? Nah, not always. Sometimes it's nice to, I don't know. It depends on what sport it is, sport it is I guess. Well, what about the uh, NBA Finals, right? You had the, the Golden State Warriors. See, you're talking about a sport that I have no interest in, so it's, it's difficult. A, it's a familiar story, right? You've got one team that's just assembled a bullshit roster of talent, which should should be against the rules. Well, it was a fluke of the rules that allowed them to assemble that team. And everyone pretty much wrote off the season before the first game had been played. Yeah, weren't they the first Canadian team to ever make it into the NBA Finals? That's correct. And Crazy Bastards won it, and it wasn't even wasn't even a close-run thing. Like, they they dominated. Yeah, they smashed it. They They didn't... Toronto didn't lose a match at Golden State's home court all season, regular and postseason, They won on their home court every match. Yep. That in itself is like, qualifies them as championship material. Yeah, right. But you got a bunch of lovely, lovely dudes who've been toiling at a mediocre to good team. And they, they got kind of lucky signing Kawhi Leonard for one year, who's freaking delivered a championship. Isn't it also a town that's never had 
a sporting team win any championship ever? I think it's been a while. They might have had some uh, success in ice hockey. They've got a baseball team, the Blue Jays. But I, I don't know if they're any good. Um, but fun fact about Toronto, something I didn't realize, if you're talking North America in the sense of um, the US and Canada, Toronto is the third largest city. I didn't realize that. Okay. <laughs> Get back to zero, man. <laughs> but you're right. It wasn't just a win for their city. It was a win for their entire country. Yeah. And to be fair, before that playoff series, maybe not all of them cared about basketball. But now... Yeah, they've probably got a bit more of a following. Man, tell you who did care about that basketball was Drake. Did you see the shenanigans he was getting up to? Nope. I didn't watch the basketball, oh, so man. you're going to have to tell me about this. He basically, he was courtside for all the Raptors games, like the home games. Yeah. Oh, didn't he have a bit of a cry? I saw him get all upset. I did see a clip on, on Facebook, him getting a bit upset when um, Durant, is it Durant? Got mm. all injured and he was up in arms about it all. Well, he, he was walking past the tunnel where Durant was lurking. He hadn't played, he was injured. Mm. And there were a um, bit, of, bit of trash talk back and forth, which had carried on from Drake doing that from the sidelines on the court. Right. So the banter's been going back and forth. Okay. Kind of Spike Lee styles, I guess. But um, yeah, he, he was getting right into the action. He was going over and giving the Toronto head coach freaking shoulder massages. And it was... Creepy. Maybe not when Drake does it. <laughs> I think anything that Drake does would be creepy. Um, but yeah, he. I've seen so many people commenting that they're super stoked for the Raptors, but the only thing that's taken the shine off it is that it made Drake happy as well. <laughs> like, people not a fan. Oh, I'm not a fan. People, people resent. It's the tall poppy syndrome, right? Yeah, I think people don't. I don't know. They might resent. I'm not going to say successful people, but people that have made money and they're still a chump. Well, you can't buy a class, right? Clearly not. <laughs> but I think this this is why people get kind of annoyed at these super teams, right? You you see it in football, you know, big European clubs paying big cash to get the best players, right? Insane amounts of money. So when you see the little fellas get in there and... Yeah. and dust them up I think that's part of the satisfaction oh, well yeah I think that you know going back going back to this Champions League I mean you look at a team like Barcelona they've got Suarez Coutinho and uh, and Messi and you know all big dollar players or big you know big money players and then uh, Liverpool I mean Liverpool's a massive club but they never spend silly amounts of money I mean the, the stupid money they paid for for a defender last year was about that's, I think that was the biggest they've ever spent on a player in history. I'm, don't quote me on that. For the I'm club. Sure it is. Yeah. For the club, 75 million. But you've got other teams that spend 150, 200 million pounds or euros or whatever it is on one player. Dollary dues. And they, and they buy like four or five of them. Um, and they get beaten by a team that's, you know, the most expensive player was... Is get, well... The, to give you an example, I think one of the, the highest paid players is Mo Salah and he's getting paid um, 100 and, 
I think it's like 150 or 175, might even be 200,000 pounds a week, which is ridiculous in itself. But then you go to a team like Man United, who's got multiple players that are getting paid well over 200,000 pounds a week. You've got one player that's getting paid 500,000 pounds. That's nearly a million dollars, probably over a million dollars at the moment, a week. And he's sitting on the bench. He doesn't even get a game. Not injured. No, he's just bench not putting, putting, not putting the effort in. So, and, and you get a team like Liverpool, and they've got you know the highest paid players in, on two hundred thousand, and they go and win Euro, UEFA Champions League. There's your underdog story for me. They just link some cash to Israel. Yeah, maybe a few cheeky tens of thousands of euros. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, soccer is just obscene. The amount of money they get paid, it is ridiculous. But um, oh, that's, that's sport in general. It's it's mental. What they get paid? Do they deserve it? Probably not. Well, not that kind of money, man. Well, really, do you think that they deserve to earn five hundred thousand pounds a week? Obviously, the market can sustain it. Oh, it's it's nuts. But that's I mean that's why going to see a Premier League game, the tickets are so expensive. You know, that's that's be why it. you that's why when you go and buy your Liverpool shirt, it costs you one hundred and fifty dollars for a Liverpool shirt because it has to they have to pay. You have to pay that kind of money for that's the a shirt. Lot of, that's a lot of freaking jerseys, man. Dude, they sell a lot of jerseys. <laughs> Cash must be coming from other places too, oh, right? Oh, man. I mean, I think um, for them uh, winning, they get a lot of money throughout the UEFA tournament, but th- I think Liverpool in total from all of the games they played um, and winning the UEFA Champions League, they it was somewhere around the 200 million euros, um, somewhere along that sort of line. Um, they got from it. So, I mean, there's a lot of money there. The Premier League, um, there's a tier system with the Premier League from what I've been led to believe. Um, bigger clubs like Man United, Liverpool, um, Chelsea's and Arsenal's, all those sorts of teams that have got a lot of support, they get paid um, a little bit more than the smaller clubs um, just for being in the Premier League because um, obviously they you know get more uh, people watching the TV so there's you know more revenue coming in there. So, that, But they get paid, you know, I don't know what it is, but it's like 20, 30 million just for being in the Premier League. Man. Who knows what they get for winning it? Um, then you've got the FA Cup. But then again, I mean, you know, Premier League, I mean, Liverpool played in, in I think it was like 35 weeks or whatever it is, or 40 weeks that the, the football season goes for in the UK. They played something like 65 games. So that's a lot of games of football. You bet. So, you know... And and that was their, they got knocked out of the FA Cup early. So if they'd have gone all the way in the FA Cup Even and the Carabao matches. Cup, you yeah. know, they could have been up in the eighty games in in you know in the eight months that the season goes for. It's it's ridiculous. So I mean, is there a number in your mind that would be sensible? What to pay a player? If you consider the length of their career, so you could argue that's the equivalent of someone regular doing thirty years in their career. They're probably only going to get 10 years, right? Yeah, but I mean... Look, I, I think if they were to get paid something like a million pounds or a million euros a year, that would be acceptable for me because that's that's just, that's an obscene amount of money too. When te- Over a 10-year period, the average person on the street is never going to get or earn $10 million throughout their, throughout their lifetime. Yeah, but these jabronis can't slot in a goal from 40 feet either, right? No, that's true. But can a football player 
program something on a computer? Probably not. Oh man, you know no, what I mean. No shortage of monkeys that can do that for you. But that's what I'm saying. Like you know, because <laughs> I could, you know, because you can do that. Does that mean that you should get five hundred thousand pounds a week? If my boss is listening, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I mean it's just ridiculous. It really is. <laughs> I, I think when you compare it to what um, CEOs and executives like that get paid, I think footballers, maybe it's not unreasonable. If it's okay for the CEO to get crazy cash, at least the footballers are making people happy. Yeah, I mean... Most CEOs just make people miserable. But I'll put this to you. Do you think that it's the smartest idea to give a lot of money to what essentially is probably not the most intelligent people on the planet? (laughs) Well, take that step. Um, take that thought one step further. You pay executives in corporations that kind of cash. Ostensibly, you'd hope to get the top talent. Then you pay politicians peanuts in comparison. Is that a smart idea? Uh, well, I don't consider that to be peanuts either. What they get paid compared to what, say, old mate who runs Qantas yeah. versus the PM. If you if you're the talented person, which direction are you going to go in, right? Well, that's true. People whinge about politicians getting, you know, these lifetime pensions and whatnot. Really, compared to what they could earn private sector, it's not that much. And in some ways, it's a tougher job, right? I guess like, they're under scrutiny all the time. You can't make everyone happy. No, but then again, same as sports people, they're under scrutiny all the time too. So there you go. Yeah, a few a few dodgy tweets and bang. Yep. I don't know if you can call it a social media blunder if it's anything short of a photo pissing in your own mouth. Like <sighs> the NRL has it's... definitely set the bar pretty high. Yeah, and as you say this, we've got NRL playing in the background on our uh, on the TV, which is kind of funny. I, I don't know if that's why that came to your mind. Did you even watch Origin Game One? No. Not. Not interested. I've got no interest in NRL. The only reason it is on in the background, anybody that's listening, is because I've just got a new 4K Foxtel box. And don't don't be plugging Foxtel, man. They're not giving us anything. Well, you know, if if you're listening, Foxtel, we'd like some sponsorship. But anyway, G- generic sports channel. It's just provider. It's one. <laughs> it's one channel, and because I got it today, I don't want to turn it off. So I'm loving it. So you're, I'm in. It's on in the background. You're enjoying the sexy 4K. Yeah. On your, but oh. then I got disappointed this afternoon because got the new 4K box on my 4K TV and then looked at Twitter and there was an advert for a, a new 8K TV and now I feel like I should have got an 8K TV. <laughs> it's too many Ks, man. I don't know. I mean, the picture quality, look at it. It's pretty good. Mate, it's still a bunch of freaking gronks running into each other, but isn't it? True that. So I actually did try and watch Origin. But because I never watch terrestrial TV, I wasn't able to tune in Channel 9. Couldn't watch it that way. Did you try it on the internet? Jumped onto their internet streaming service. Yeah. You get about five seconds and then it'll just lock up like the stream would die. So obviously they haven't invested in that infrastructure too heavily because it died in the ass. Yeah, right. I think free to wear in general has just died in the ass really, hasn't it? And then... I expected I'd be able to watch it on replay on KO the next day, but they don't actually have the Origin on. 
No, it's weird. I think Origin's only on free to wear. It's not on Foxtel or anything. On the Foxtel Go app, the web service, yeah. they did have the replay. Oh, right, okay. Watched about five minutes of it. Couldn't be asked. Knew the result. <laughs> yeah. So, no have, hadn't watched rugby league since game three last year. Yeah, I, I think Fuck rugby it. league's one of those sports I'm not really interested in it, but I don't mind going along, have a couple of beers, watch the game, just for the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Origin's a good example where you do get a pretty amp crowd. Yeah. I agree with that, but what's this dog shit? Brisbane versus Parramatta, there's probably like 5,000 people in the stands. Anyway, we, we shouldn't be giving you live commentary on on, uh, on some crappy football game that this is clearly just highlights of anyway. Yeah, the Bogan Olympics. Yeah. So the next thing I want to talk about, Al, is, is AFL. Are you a fan? Not really. For those, those that may possibly be listening, if anybody's listening at all, that is, um, from overseas, AFL is Aussie Rules Football. It quite possibly is the most ridiculous game on the planet. A, don't know why they call it football. They carry it with their hands, number one. Number two, one of the biggest things I have against AFL is the fact that they give you points for not scoring a goal. Oh, for, for the, the near miss. So you missed, we'll give you some points. It's mental. <laughs> oh, you tried hard, so we'll give you some points. And this this brings me on to my next thing. I think the AFL is bringing down children's sports because they watch the AFL, they realise, oh, well, if I just turn up and just nearly do well, I'll, I'll get a medal. And lots of kids do these days. It's ridiculous. Nobody's trying hard anymore. You go to a lot of kids' football games, whatever it is, rugby games, they don't try that hard anymore. What age group are we talking about? Though? Any age group. Doesn't matter. Mm. I, don't, I don't see the effort going in that I believe when I was a kid that we put in. It was like, had to win, had to put every bit of ounce of effort in that you possibly could. You go to a soccer game these days and you watch kids do it and they're just like, eh, oh well, I'll get, I'll get a little certificate because it'll just go around the team. Everyone each week will get a man of the match instead of the way it used to be, whereas the best player got man of the match. The best player got the medal. Sure. Not, oh well, it's his turn. Yeah. What do you mean it's his turn? If he played shit, it ain't his turn. <laughs> but you want little Timmy to come back next week, right? If Timmy's not good enough, probably not. The, the fundamental problem at the moment is all these sports are run as businesses. It's about making money. And a big part of that is funneling in as many kids as juniors as you can, right? Oh, look, I agree with the whole thing. Get kids in, get them playing, get them active. Not against that. What I'm against is the whole AFL, let's give you a point for missing the goal. What's the <laughs> point? Like, it brings me back to that same thing. There's lots of sports like that. What? What sports give you points for missing? Darts. No. If you don't hit the bullseye, you get less points. Well, that's ridiculous because the bullseye is not even the highest points anyway. You know what I mean? Archery. Fuck you. Archery. Well, you don't get points if you miss the target, do you? Well, there's degrees of missing. And that's what AFL is. Nah. There's the main points, and then there's the minor points. No, I, I just I disagree. Well, what about a sport like cricket where you can score one run? But see, you ask you once again, you're you're making an argument with a sport that I don't care about. <laughs> cricket, boringest game on the planet. 
Oh, hands down. It's mental. Let's 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 have a game that can go for a week and they still have a draw at the end of it. Mental. Yeah. It's it's from a bygone era, and I know they try and you know T Twenty try and spruce things up a bit, but yeah. fundamentally, mm. but it's the same deal, right? I'm just talking about you hit it crap, you get one run, flog it, six runs, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I think I, I think you're taking issue with the wrong thing here because you're onto something. I don't think it's the sports fault. I don't think it's the way score works in AFL. The problem you're dealing with are helicopter parents, man. The parents that will spew if little Timmy doesn't get that award. If he plays all season, doesn't get the, the man of the match, little Timmy can probably handle it. And does this come back to it's the, the friggin', whole... It's the parents that flip it. And is this where the whole nanny state comes from with a lot of things these days as well? I mean, I think it's probably the same type of people, isn't it, really? <laughs> and I understand where they come from because there's an expectation there as a parent you know look out for your kid make sure nothing bad happens to them but again it's it's a false idea because the kid goes through their entire childhood without any sense of disappointment without tasting failure they're gonna get ate up when they hit the real world Mm. i think when people complain about millennials kids these days you're potentially talking about these generations of people entering adulthood who've never faced adversity. They've never had to work to achieve these things. No, and their expectations are extremely high. They're waiting, putting the effort they're in. waiting for their medal. Yeah. I mean, a good, a good example, I think for me is, if, you, if you're just going to get given the medal regardless, why would you bother putting any extra effort in? Why would you strive to achieve something that's unachievable or very hard to achieve? I mean, for myself... A few months back, um, I raced in an amateur motorcycle thing. Um, Very and, amateur. Well, it, whatever. <laughs> at, least, at least I'm out there doing it. And, you know, I came joint third with someone else and due to a... Is it politically incorrect to point out that it was a woman? It doesn't make any difference. It makes no difference to me. Just flavour to the story. Yeah, well, <laughs> whatever. So I came joint third and somewhere along the lines in the rule book, if you come joint third over the space of five races, then they go off. I think they go off your your fastest lap time, and they got a slightly faster lap time than me overall throughout the five races. Right. So they got they got the third place medal. It would have been the first time I've won not medal, sorry, trophy. It would have been the first time I would have ever won a trophy for something like that in a sport. And secondly, it would have been the first trophy I would have won in racing. I was not ropeable, but I was quite annoyed that I'd lost it. And I was quite upset, and it's made me want to try harder. So that's the key. But then, you know, if I'd have just been given one because it was my turn, would I give a shit? Probably not, because I'd be like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, another, another, however long, and I'll get another one. You, you could have done a Ferrari and lodged a protest, appealed a decision. I, I actually thought about it because <laughs> <laughs> really, the thing, the one thing that annoyed me about it was out of the five races, I won three, she won two. Technically, I won more. Well, I didn't win them, sorry. Let's just get one thing straight. I beat her three times. Right. And she beat me twice. But, yeah. So the rules didn't count back to finishing position. It went straight to the fastest lap. Yeah, because we had joint points at the end of it. Yeah. Well, the rules is the rules. Yeah. yeah. But it, it just it, it's a good example of why just giving out a medal just for the sake of it is ridiculous. Here's one I've seen with my kids' soccer. Talking under nines. 
you've got some of the parents on our team telling their kids 10 bucks per goal, right? It's not like we're talking about a major league championship on the line. Ostensibly, the idea is the kids are out here learning skills, learning teamwork. I kind of feel like trying to bribe off the kids to just go for goals. Counterproductive to that. Plus, but, uh, plus but, your kid might be hot shit and under nines, slotting in goals, getting 10 bucks. What happens a few years later? Competition gets a bit more intense. They might even be playing in an offensive role. They might get put by the coach in the midfield, put them in the backs. At that point, what are they playing for? If there's no cash incentive dangling there, is it, is it you kind of setting yourself up for, for failure down the track with that kind of incentive program? I mean, if you've got to bribe your child to to try harder... Well, it's crazy. because The kid's not interested. It's in crazy because the kids we're talking about are actually... You know, they're talented players. They're obviously... They love the game. It's that something in the parents... But are they the same kind of, kind of children that flip out when they get substituted off the... No, and you don't see it because these kids actually have a really, really, really cool coach whose focus is the teamwork aspect of stuff. Yeah, because I've seen it with when my son played soccer a little while back. There was players that thought they were hot shit. They weren't. Right. You know, they were okay. They weren't the best thing since sliced bread. But when they got substituted off, chucked them back massive wobbly. Yeah, that's, that's messed up. Because, man, under nine's soccer, my friggin' Saturday morning, it's not really about who scored on the most goals. The bigger picture is some life lessons happening here, and that's that's a lot of the reason. Yeah, life people, lessons and people get put, active. No, no, but that's why sport team sports is great because it's double win, right? Yeah, they oh, get, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, it's, it's life lesson and, and keeping because let's be honest, it's hard to get kids to be active these days. Video games, all the rest of it. A lot of kids can't be us. They just want to sit there watching TV, you know, playing video games, whatever the case might be. So get them out playing soccer. Maybe that's why they're bribing them 10 bucks to get them out there to play football because usually they're sitting at home playing the Xbox. Yeah. Shouldn't be naming, shouldn't be naming video game consoles. Xbox, happy for your support too. <laughs> uh, get some uh, Xbox credit going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Send out some $20 gift cards. Yeah, or FIFA 20. I wouldn't mind that when it comes out. How excellent is the Xbox... And that PlayStation is a piece of shit. I don't know. I've never played a PlayStation. Dude. You mean you'd never played a PlayStation? I, I mean, I played a PS1. I had a PS1, but I, and, and then I jumped up to an Xbox 360, and now I've got the Xbox One. Living the good life. Yeah. <laughs> so does that mean that your kids aren't allowed to play AFL then? Uh, funnily enough, my son likes AFL. He has played it. Um you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discourage him from playing a sport that he enjoys. Once again, it's my opinion <laughs> for what it's worth. Um, I have I have aired that to him that I think it's ridiculous that they give you points for missing the goal. I think he thinks I'm an idiot, so you know, fair enough. <laughs> Here's the big factor in choosing a kid's sport: how long that shit takes to play. That's another reason why cricket's whack. If your kids are playing cricket, fucking good night. That's half a week and gone. Yeah, but or is it a really good way to just go dump the kid off the cricket and piss off somewhere for a little oh, while and come well, back and get them afterwards? So a certain age, I'm sure that probably would work. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, but while they're at primary school, you can't really pull that manoeuvre, right? 
maybe I've been doing this whole thing wrong. I don't know. My kids never play cricket, so I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. I, I mean, I don't think kids play test cricket anyway, really, do they? No, but they. I think they play like four-hour games. Do they? I think sometimes it's even like a double leg. So fucking one team gets the innings one day, next day the other team plays. So it's like a mini test match. Yeah, right. I don't think I can see it happening. My son was not ever interested in cricket, so I can't see it being a problem for me. Here's, here's where basketball is great. doesn't even matter what the weather is. It doesn't even have to be early in the morning. You can play basketball anytime. Yeah. They're ticking a lot of boxes. Maybe I'm just a bit tainted with the basketball thing for multiple reasons. Number <laughs> one, I, I tried playing it. I had a very short career in basketball. I think I got more injuries playing basketball than I ever did playing rugby, rugby league, soccer, racing a motorbike. It's mental. I mean, you did play basketball like it was rugby league. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that probably didn't help you know in the year and a half two years I played basketball I broke my rib twice maybe Oof. smashed my head and thought I gave myself a concussion once had to have surgery on my finger after I dislocated it and snapped the end off and <laughs> off the finger it's not a good run that's yeah. true so you thought a better option would be racing motorbikes oh, I don't know if it was a better option but <laughs> I mean I've only been doing it for what a year now just over a year and uh, I've only had one off and one injury, so can't complain. So, if it was, well, I mean, if we're going on time frame, I've been a little bit more successful. But in saying that, I mean, how often do I race? It's every, you know, couple of months, whereas basketball, <laughs> it's a week. So, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, basketball, hey, definitely a killer for me. <laughs> well, I, I didn't figure out that I was any good at basketball till I was sort of. Mid-teens, I guess. Well, I figured out that I wasn't good at basketball real quick. I think sometimes you have to follow those instincts, I guess. No sense of fighting nature. No, I mean, I was shit at basketball. I think I just did it just to keep active and social aspect more than anything. Mm. So it's probably lucky that I was, you know, in a lower grade team and all the rest of it. So nobody was too disappointed in how shit I was. Yeah, and in some respects, that's probably where some of the roughness came from, to be fair. The lower grades can be a bit dicey. Yeah. Yeah, well, it didn't help that I was... I, I mean, I didn't even know how to play, if I'm honest, I don't know the rules. So I'm just like, why can't I do that? <laughs> Running along next to people and chucking the chucking the shoulder in like I'm playing soccer. And people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what, you can't shoulder vice people? What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least at least you listen. Some people will just do that every week and never learn. I, I'm pretty, I think I did. Nah, nah, you, you got the hang of it. It was, it was okay. Yeah. Like you said, it was really just the unlucky injuries that, that did you in. Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah. I mean, they were unlucky and it was obviously me being stupid at the time, trying to do stuff that I probably shouldn't have been doing. And I mean, I mean, one of them was when somebody was trying to score a basket and I decided to put my body on the line to try and stop them from scoring a basket. It's like D-grade basketball. Yeah, yeah, like Division 5. Why did I care? What does it matter? Well, that's, that's kind of sports in a nutshell, but isn't it like... In the heat of the moment, you're just thinking about the the contest. Yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. Basketball is fairly injury prone. Like, I'm getting close to forty now, and I'm I can see the the twilight of that basketball career happening. Yeah, that's where picking up baseball, I think, has been good. Knowing a, there's kind of like a plan B there, but it's not nearly as high impact as you know basketball game is. Oh, I'd beg to differ. I think. Baseball can be high impact on if you're a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm not a very good pitcher, so <laughs> no no danger. 
Fair enough. But yeah, you got I think, I think quite a quite a few dudes you see playing baseball into pretty decent sort of older ages. Now I'm going to put this theory to you: baseball very much like cricket in the, in the aspect of is it really a sport? <laughs> what do you mean? Is it a sport? Well, is you it say really... it's too boring? No, no, no. Not saying it's boring, but you know, I don't think you have to be overly fit to play it. It's true. So I excel. (laughs) (laughs) So at what point is a sport a sport? Like in my eyes, a sport is only a sport if you need to be super fit to do it. Maybe. At at that point, is it just an activity? So hobby. (laughs) A activity? A game. Well, yeah. What's the difference between a game and a sport? That's, That's a big question. So from my season and a half of baseball, from what I've observed is if you're not particularly fit, you can play, but from what I've seen, you can be quite prone to being injured or hurt if you kind in of... In baseball? Yeah. How? You um, get a ball chucked at your face. A lot of dudes sort of tweaking hammies and calves from trying to run run the bases. Yeah, but that's, but that's, is that not being fit or is that just not stretching before the game? Well, it's all part and parcel of it really, I guess. In a day, you can get a, you can get a dude out there who's big boy but can crack the ball. It's still going to contribute to the team, but... um. The, the game of baseball, again, in my limited experience, boils down to who's making errors. So it's not necessarily about being the fastest or you know, pulling off the fanciest plays or getting the biggest hits, but the least number of errors, you're a long way to winning the game. Because if you screw up a catch or bad throw, they're the moments where the other team starts scoring runs and that's when you're in trouble. So it's kind of that kind of sport in the sense that the... It's it, the tension hangs because if you screw up a play, then the other team gets quite a decent advantage. Yeah, they're not having to earn all all their runs. Mm. You're kind of giving them away, and then you can't expect the same thing to happen. So, is on the, on the topic of is sport a sport? Let's 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 just rifle off a few. Let's just see your opinion on this. You're just going to slag off random sports? Here? No, no, no. I'm not slagging anybody. I'm just going to see <laughs> what your opinion is. Of, is it a sport? Do we, do we automatically say everything at the Olympics no, is a sport? No, no. I, you, you get to name a sport, I'll name a sport. And then you tell me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to start off cricket. Is it a sport? 100% it's a sport. It's not a game? No, it's definitely a sport. Right. Because in, in my mind, the question is, are the dudes playing at the top level? Are the people at the top level training? Is there physical training involved? Could you turn up to a cricket game pissed? In the 80s, you could. So is it really a sport? <laughs> I mean, if you turned up to a football game to play, pissed, you'd spew your hole up. Yeah, I see what you mean. Well, if you do it at cricket, I don't know if anybody knows the difference. But again, similar to what you're saying about the pitcher and baseball, if you were a pace bowler and you were hungover or still drunk, you're probably only going to get a few, in- a few overs in, right? I don't know. I mean, I played twilight cricket when I was a little bit younger. And it was eight overs, and pretty much everyone just turned up drinking, like you drink <laughs> while you're playing. And everyone had to bowl, everyone had to bat. Gotcha. That was the, that was the deal. And I noticed that my bowling improved a lot the more beer I had to drink before I played. Well, there's definitely, if you imagine the amount you're drinking over time as a graph, there's definitely a window where there is some performance benefit but you can go too far, right? If you're too drunk, then it drops off again. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right. 
So think of a, a sport. See, I'm not. I don't think I'm quite as strict about this. Golf. Is it a sport or is it a game? Again, it's a sport. It has to be. All right, chess. They call that a sport. Who calls chess a sport? The people that play it probably. But it seems disrespectful to call it a game as well, because those dudes like it's like a life passion to get to be a grandmaster. Is it? it? Ain't a sport, but yeah, that's a game. What about motor racing? Is it a sport? See, again, it's so competitive these days, and since like the nineties, really, dudes have been all about their fitness. So I think a lot of professional sports made that transition where you may have had your more gentleman style athlete. You'd say like a Nigel Mansell. You know, he wasn't hitting the gym, right? So I think he spent more time combing his mustache than he did at the gym. Right. But he, <laughs> he, he had success in the sport. But then within a generation, you had young guns like Michael Schumacher turning up, dominating the sport. A lot of that was through physical capability. I mean, some of it was. Train, well. Yeah. I mean, the other part of it was just running Damon Hill off the track too. But that's the gold standard now. Like, <laughs> you can't you can't be unfit and compete in the top level of motorsport. That kind of athlete doesn't exist anymore. Nah, maybe you're right. Even something as borderline as um, professional wrestling. A lot of those guys now, they're all pretty pretty fit, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the other one I was going to bring up was darts. I know that they've uh, used to be quite a thing where the darts players would be drinking or smoking up on the, on the stage podium, whatever you want to call it. But I think they've done away with all that now. They're not leaving. Even that's to... that's probably just marketing maneuver. Just that's PR, just to clean the sport up. Yeah, but going back to the fact of money, do you know how much darts players win when they win a tournament? It's mental too. No. Good, fair play, but I don't call that. Ten pin bowling is that a sport? Yeah. Oh, see, no, that's that's just a game for me. It's in the Commonwealth Games now, I think. Is it? Am I thinking of lawn bowls? Hey, well, lawn bowls is definitely in the Commonwealth Games. Is lawn bowls a sport? If lawn bowls is a sport, then ten pin bowling gets to be a sport as but well. That's what I'm saying. Ten, ten, lawn bowls. If that's a sport, like <laughs> it's predominantly played by old people that sit there drinking and smoking. But again, not at the highest levels. The the uh, people that are champions now are young and fit. Are they fit? Or are they just well, look it fit because they're young? <laughs> <laughs> just next to the old decrepit <laughs> long bowlers. Bottom line is that physical conditioning makes a difference. You, you know who's fucking buff now? Who works out and trains in the gym? Dudes doing esports. You computer game dudes. Yeah. 100% used to be any old greasy nerd could go into that shit. Now, if you want to have any any success and longevity in the esports, you're on like but a, it, a training again, regimen. Is it a sport? Sitting there playing video games. Right. Not a, not a sport. It's on ESPN. Uh, yeah, well, ESPN. Poker. Didn't they show dodgeball? I mean... <laughs> I've seen a clip of... There you go. Poker. Is that a sport? I... I Definitely not. There you go. It's on the sports channel. <laughs> That's why I contradicted myself because there's always the exception that proves the rule. I've, I've seen clips online of the World Championship of Tag. Yeah, I've seen that. It's unreal. It looks pretty good. It's basically competitive parkour. It's mental. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool, actually. I, okay, here's one. Have you seen... You've obviously seen UFC 
and MMA. I was reading about UFC today. Have you seen the team fighting sport? Oh. Where they have like five people against five people. Fucking schmuzzle. And they just beat the piss out of each other. And it's like, by the end of it, one person's called up, curled up in a ball in the corner while five people kick the shit out of him. <laughs> there's, there's a sport of champions right there. <laughs> That's... That only happens in Russia as well, right? I don't think it's gone mainstream. No, no, there's like other... I was watching... I was watching it on YouTube and there was like a Swedish team, a Polish team. Well, all I can think of is the street fright from Anchorman where they fight the other news teams. The the funny (laughs) thing about it is there's no like... It doesn't look like there's any weight class to it. There's like... There's usually a big dude, some skinnier dudes... It's it's carnage. It's really it's, it is ridiculous. <laughs> of course it is. It is mental. But well, so this is what I was reading about today about the UFC. They were doing a retrospective back to when that stuff all started in the nineties. Mm. How it was more of like your um, freak show style fights where you'd have big four hundred pound dude who can take With a that heavyweight boxer against a karate right. dude. So pretty much before everyone just got into jujitsu, that type of thing. Yeah, and how it used to just be kind of like this carnival, you know, sideshow style like blood event. sports. Yeah, so you had guys like that Butterbean dude or Tank Abbott just jump in an octagon and just slog it out. Yeah. Just slog it out until one of the big men fell down. Yeah. And that that was kind of the genesis of UFC, which now is such a kind of highly polished, you know, lucrative product. Mm. Yeah, they sort of, they don't really acknowledge that that past, how, how that sport came about where, you know, the, the romantic idea of it was like, uh, the film Bloodsport where it's like you just get all these dudes with different martial arts and duke it out and see which which uh, which style is the best right yeah and it's, it's, it's bullshit because at the end of the day it's just dudes grappling until someone chokes out or whatever yeah my uninformed doesn't watch the UFC opinion no I mean it's true. but that's, that's, that's it's true and it's one of those sports it's one of and once again is it a sport or is it just two people beat the shit out of each other I mean, at the end of the day, they've got to be fit. Horse racing. Not a sport. What about the, the horse racing where they jump over the poles? Not... Equest- in, equestrian. Yeah. Is, is, it, is it a sport if you're not the one that's putting the effort in? The you're one, just sitting on top of the, the thing that's doing it? The, the one where they make the horse dance. Oh, it's mental. I, I'm not a big fan of horse anything. If I want to see... Like... <laughs> I, I used to be. I, but... I'm not anymore. I think it's actually quite cruel. But anyway, that's my opinion. A lot of people share that opinion. Um, to me, it feels like a fairly antiquated idea. It's one of those things that, you know, 200 years ago, yeah, sure, cool. What else are you going to do? Well, the people who like that sport, if you, you now you call it a sport. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what people call it. People addicted to fucking gambling. Yeah. That's what that kind of well, is. Is gambling do. a sport? No. No, yeah, I'm, no, I don't, I don't think horse riding in any way, shape, or form is a sport. I think it's probably best just to leave that there. I think because I don't, I don't. What if it was jousting? Because at least then there's some the the humans got something at stake. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I'd, so just turn all racing tracks into jousting. Jousting instead. Yeah, as long as <laughs> if they came off the horse, the horse didn't get. The, the horse didn't cop it oh, because no. there was, like in Game of Thrones where the dude just flips out and cuts the horse's head off well that's after he he lances the horse as well doesn't he no I don't, no he didn't because that that's kind of a scumbag tactic 
in a, in a joust is instead of going for the rider, you yeah, go for the horse. Jab yeah. the horse. I mean, the the rule should be you're only allowed to go after the rider, and that's the end of it. You could use a a robot horse. Yeah, or not even a robot horse. You could just have like a motorized thing that you sit on, and it's like connected to the the fence in the middle, and they comes at each other at the same speed. Wishka. Boom. Who's going to sign up for that? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> and would it be a sport? Would that be a sport? Uh, are you fighting to the death? I don't think you're allowed to do that. At least not in Australia. Right. Um, I don't think it's a sport. I think it would be an activity slash hobby. It's almost like one of those uh, historical reenactments, right? It's one one step away from pretending to be a wizard. Pretty much. I mean... <laughs> It's a bit, it goes back to, I was going to bring up bull riding. Is that a sport? Like rodeo styles? Ooh. See, I find that shit kind of impressive. Yeah. Oh, look. It's crazy. It's, but... it's cruel. I'm going to say it's cruel. Is it as cruel? It's not as cruel as some stuff you do with, it's with animals. Cruel. I think it's pretty cruel. They don't, like, jab the bull in the balls, though, to get him going. No, but like... obviously it ain't happy. That bull, that bull <laughs> does not want to be there. I mean, any, well, any sport that you have to make an animal do something that it doesn't want to do, I think is it's cruel. Let's be honest. Would you like somebody to strap your hind legs up to the point where you're having a buckle over the place because you are really uncomfortable and then have somebody jump on your back and grab hold of you, grab hold of you and, and try yeah. and hold on to you for dear life? Yeah. Would you be happy? No, it's bad times, but I think that's where bull riding stands apart because there's a chance bull can get even they can yeah they can. i mean that's about the only time i actually enjoy <laughs> bull riding is when the bull fucks up the rider because oh. <laughs> that prick deserved it because he didn't give a fuck about the bull i'm not going to make an assumption to that degree i'm not going to generalize to that point i'm sure there's radio dudes who maybe don't there might be other radio dudes who do respect the animals i think if they respected it they would be jumping on his back let's be fair well, it's not as bad as a bullfight though, right? No, well, I mean, that's just fucked up. Sorry, Spain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bull riding, uh, bull, bull fighting. I mean, that's another sport that I, I you know, you, when you see a picture of a bullfighter with a, with a bull's horn stuck up his ass, I just, I'm just like, yeah. Chalk one up for the animals. Sucked in. Sucked into the, sucked into the, the bullfighter and you know what? I'm, I'm happy with that result. And so you're trying to tell me before you don't go for the underdogs. The bulls... Yeah. That's the ultimate underdog. I guess so. But, I mean, at the end of the day, that dude deserves getting gouged. Man, this is this is the fundamental reason why Mighty Ducks is such a great film. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mighty Ducks. What, what happened to Emilio Estevez? What has he done lately? I mean, he's probably staying out of the media with his brother being such a mental case he probably just doesn't want any part of it like he I can't think of the last thing I saw like it must be literally last century uh, let's have a look I don't even know how to spell his name though yeah just look up Mighty Ducks and go from there man <laughs> yeah let's IMDB that motherfucker I mean Charlie Sheen has pretty much ruined that family <laughs> yeah I don't know I saw that um his dad, Martin Sheen, was in something else that's coming out soon. So he's still getting jobs. I mean, some people just don't deserve them, do they? So apparently he's in some something called 
the public in 2018. Abominable Christmas in 2012. He hadn't done anything up until 2018 with this, the public. Yeah, he's probably just doing stuff in his garden, living a happy life, man. Yeah, well, probably can afford it. See how the, oh, I saw Ghostbusters. I was watching Ghostbusters again the other day. The old one? Yeah, and that begs the question of whatever happened to Rick Moranis. Oh, dude, that bloke was a bit weird, wasn't he? He did the uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, yeah. which was really popular. That's a kind of cool movie. But again, what? where was he after that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think I've seen him in, in a whole lot. It's obviously not something that happens often where someone's kind of at the top of their game and in Hollywood and making big bucks and then just decides to step away. I mean, do a lot of these people turn into producers and yeah directors and stuff? I mean... Potentially. Fucking old mate... Ron Howard went from fucking happy days to churning out blockbusters. Who's that old dude? Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he he was directing stuff from the 70s, man. He was always in the mix of that stuff. Yeah, but there, it seems like a lot of people are doing it, though. A lot of people are producers that have been in movies, and you just think they were actors, and now they're just they're all producing shit these days. Yeah, they're ready to get paid is what's happening. Yeah, I mean, obviously the producers, I don't know, do they get paid more money? I guess they probably get more back-end deals with the profits of the TV shows or movies or whatever it is, so... Well, you do... They do that Hollywood thing, right? Where they set it up so the the actors get a share of the profits, but then they rig it so the movie doesn't make any money. It's all getting funneled out along the way. Yeah. I'm not sure how that shit works. It was the dude from The Matrix, the Wachowskis, were suing dudes, or was it the Lord of the Rings dude? One of these... One of these movies that made bajillions of dollars and then they got fuck all from it. Yeah. They're like fuck happened boys and then the accountants had cooked the books and rigged it up so they didn't get any any of their sort of percentage deals yeah it wasn't one of the Weinstein things was it <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if you're the producer right you got freaking their hands on the controls with all that stuff yeah I mean once again a lot of these things like like I said with the F1 there's all this corruption and dodgy shit going on in the background when there's money involved man maybe that's when things stop being a game and turn into a sport and the fucking cash gets involved yeah there's something at stake so I guess to wind it up if people want to get in contact with you Al or want to tweet you or anything like that what's your Alan Kelly that's it that's it Alan Kelly I got in early son (laughs) I got in today (laughs) 2019 late as balls Uh, couldn't find the one that I wanted Got allocated some bullshit David with 20 numbers at the end of it, so decided to change it. So I'm Danger Dave, that's capital D on both Ds. It's not case, 119. It's not case sensitive. It is. There's no way in the world it's case sensitive. I'm telling you. Well, mine is, that's how mine looks like anyway. Dangerous Dave, 119, or you can reach us. Why don't we just make a, when we figure out the name, we make a t- Twitter account for the show. Because you've still got to push your own Twitter thing. You've I don't say to, nothing on Twitter. Fuck you, I do. Well, anyway. <laughs> And this show was brought to you by Superior Hire Cars. <laughs> I thought it was Xbox. Oh, that's if they pay their money. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs>